This is JC Talks, a leadership podcast, episode 41 with me, your host, JC Hurtado Prater. Today, we're talking about the pursuit of greatness, part two. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. We're in this series called The Pursuit of Greatness, and we're looking at this poem by Rudyard Kipling called If. The first line right there, if you can dream and not make dreams your master, what is that talking about? Again, on this pursuit of greatness, where we're trying to go in life. Most of us listening to this podcast today, you're probably a visionary, you're a dreamer, you know where you want life to take you. But the problem is this, is if our vision becomes our master, then it takes away the flexibility of life. And I would say this, it puts a master over us. It, it gives us something that's mastering us that doesn't need to be, you know, over us. You know, it, it, it makes us a slave to use that word. And that's probably not the best word to use, but you get what I'm saying. It makes us a slave to something that's outside of our own conscious efforts every single day. This dream becomes the master. And we've seen it happen before. I'm sure you've seen it happen before where people are on this vision, they're on this dream, and it becomes their master. And what happens, right? Everything else goes, you know, you know, goes to crap because all they're thinking about is this vision, is this dream. Anytime you have a master, you're not in control. So what good is it to have a vision or a dream if it controls you and you lack the control of your life? That's what it's trying to say here. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim, right? So this idea of thinking is important. I, and I think when he says this idea of thinking, it's, it's much deeper than just thinking. We're all thinking at all times. But if you can think deeply, but at the same time, the purpose of your life is not just to think deep thoughts. And what happens if all we're doing is think, deep, you know, thinking deep thoughts? I remember years ago, I was a part of a church community and there was this little group and they liked to get together every Tuesday and they just prayed and they would pray for hours sometimes on end. And they got really upset because a lot of other people weren't praying and they wanted more people in there praying and thinking and doing this. And I remember the pastor got up and said something one week and he said, you know what? I, I totally understand, and I'm so grateful for the prayer ministry. But sometimes, and this is what he said, you got to get up off your knees, and you got to get on your feet, and you got to go start doing. I think that's what this is talking about. Think deeply. That's very important. It's, it's important to our education to think deeply. But the thoughts can't be the aim. At some point, we have to get up, and we've got to be moving forward. And I love this next line, these next two lines right here. If you can meet with triumph and disaster... And treat those two imposters just the same. Isn't that wonderful? In life, you're going to have triumphs. In life, you're going to have disasters. If you're living a normal life, more than likely, you're going to experience a few more disasters than you will triumphs. That's just part of it. When you're climbing the mountain, 3% of that climb, maybe, and I'll, maybe I'll give you 5%. 5% of the climb is reaching the top and experiencing the top and loving the top. The other 95%, you're climbing. 
you're climbing or you're going down and sometimes going down the hills just as it's just as bad as climbing. It's just as hard. I shouldn't say as bad. It's just as challenging as climbing. So I would say you've got 5% where you're at the top of the hill. And then uh, well, let's do this uh, for math. I'll give you 10%. 10% of the mountaintop climb is about being on the mountaintop. 45% is climbing up. 45% is climbing down. So 90%. Okay. And I'm being a little generous here. 90% or less generous, actually, or more generous about the mountaintop. Most of us don't spend 10% of the time on the mountaintop. Uh, or then we got to move to the next mountaintop, right? So we're always constantly climbing, 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 climbing. That's 90% of what we do. But here's the thing. And here's what this, here's what this poem is trying to say. Both triumph and disaster are imposters. So on the days when you experience the triumph, which will be about 10% of the time, and maybe, and I don't want to say it's a disaster 90% of the time, but it's the hardship, it's hard times, right? That you're going to face as you're climbing the mountain. Neither one uh, are actual true reality. I have found this in life that my best days, my best decisions, my best ways of being are when I understand life is just somewhere kind of in the middle. And if we keep our head down, again, we've got to know our, our, our purpose. We've got to know our vision. We've got to know our, our mission. But if we keep our head down and just keep moving steadily, one foot in front of the other towards that aim, life's going to work itself out for us, right? So we can't let ourselves get too high. We can't let ourselves get too low. Uh, you know, there's that saying, you know, don't, don't believe the press. And that means don't believe the good press. That also means don't believe the bad press, Right. It's easier to believe the bad press. Sometimes we, you know, we see what people are saying about us. So we do a project and we get the reviews and it's easier to be hard on ourselves, but it's saying, don't trust the good. Don't just stay right there in the middle. Stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. And you treat triumph the way that you treat disaster. And again, you do that by just being consistently, uh, being consistently consistent. How about, you know, how about that? To be consistently consistent. And so on good days, you say, well, that was a really good day. And then the next day you get up and you just get right back to it. And on the horrible days, you say, well, that was a tough day. And the next day you just get back up and you get right back to it. There's a pastor that I work for now. His name is Russ Cox. And I've, I, I, I really have seen a, a man do it better than he does. A person, I should say, do it better than he does. I've seen him on the most amazing. I remember two times that I'll give you. We experienced, uh, so let's talk about the triumph first. Uh, in, in my time here uh, at, at this church, we've experienced the 30th anniversary, and this is all under one pastor, three decades under one leader. It's a pretty cool accomplishment. And that was a big, big Sunday, big, big day. And for me, I would have taken a week off after that or two or three days, and I'd gone out and celebrated. The next day, where's he at? 8 a.m., he's back in his office, and he's back on the routine, and he's back being consistent. He's just doing the things. He enjoyed that day, and, and you could even talk to him after the sub. Well, and, and you'd be like, wasn't that awesome? Wasn't that amazing? Yep, it was a good day. It was a good day, and then he'll get right back, to, right back to work. And then I remember later on going through a really hard time, and our entire community faced this one. We lost a young man, 15 years of age, and, and uh, it was a very tragic death, and, and, and it hurt the entire community. It wasn't just our church community. The funeral was uh, huge. Lots of people came out to it, and I remember the day after that, I was tired. I was exhausted, and I thought, I need a few days off, and where's Russ Cox? Back in his office, 
right? So it's that same thing. The triumphs aren't up here. The disasters aren't down here. You just remain steady. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools. So you've said great words. You've put a lot of work and time in, into words. Or maybe it's just a conversation that you've had with something, right? And, and, and maybe it's a truth that has been spoken or, or just something that's been spoken. And then you hear it from three other people, you know, down the line. And they say, oh, we heard you said so-and-so. I didn't say that at all. And here's what I meant by that entire context. Or maybe I did say those words, but here's what I meant. Here's the full story about what I said. And this happens from time to time. You know, you say something and it gets twisted up by other people. But you've got to be able to bear to hear the truth you've spoken. Right? So you bear it. You go through it. Consistent. Stay the course. That's one of those disaster moments when you get that, where I didn't say that. I didn't mean that by what I said. That was not my intention, but that's what's coming back from the person. So you just stay the course. Easy, consistent, consistently consistent. I like that term. Or watch the things that you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. This could really reference anything. Could be a business the economy, you know, we're coming through COVID. I know a lot of people lost that. A lot of business owners, thankfully, are getting back to work. A lot of the restaurants, I live here in San Diego, and a lot of the restaurants are starting to open up. And that's what we're seeing is they're, they're building back up, but with worn out tools. They're exhausted. They're tired. They've come through this. And, you know, now we're talking about a Delta variant. And, you know, I've heard people talk about, well, in the fall, we'll be closed down again. And so these people are, they're, they're building back their businesses, but they're worn out. Exhausted tools. It could be a marriage, right? You had a marriage go south. You didn't want it to go south. And it was, you gave your life to it. You walked in one day and you got the news that, that it's over. So your life is shattered in pieces. And what do you do? Over time, after grief and doing all the stuff that you do, you, you just pick it back up and you're worn out and you're exhausted. But you pick up and you pick up the pieces. You put them back together the best you can and you keep moving forward towards your purpose, your vision, and your mission. I mean, examples could go on and on. You get the idea. What this is saying is on this pursuit of greatness, there's going to be times that, that things are going to happen to us that will break us down, break our team, break our organization, break us as individuals. Our job is just to stoop down, keep building, even though we're exhausted, we're tired, we're worn out. Keep building, keep building, keep building. We'll continue on next week. In this idea of the pursuit of greatness. I'll see you then.